Shalom Lechem Rabbi Sai. This week's parasha, parasha's boy, continues to discuss the last of the ten makos. Arba, Choshech, and Makos Bechoros. After the Torah tells us what happens by Makos Arba and Choshech, before it goes on to discuss Makos Bechoros, the Torah instructs us to, instructs us to bring the Karim Pesach. And from the dam of that carbon pesos was meant to be put on our doorposts and on the top of the door as a simon for the bias of a yid. And that would be a protection for when the Bukharis would all be killed out in Mitzrayim, that any bias, the bias of, the, of, of a Jew, the bias of Yudim, would not be affected. That was put on the inside of a door. Now, when the Torah begins to instruct about the the Pasuk says like this This month will be for you the calculation the first one to calculate the first of the months of the year. And this is going to be the mitzvah of Chidush Levana, mitzvah of Rish Now, Rashi and Pashas Gracious, thoughts of him tells us that really this is the beginning of the Torah, right? Like Rashi says, I'm a Yitzchak. Really, the Torah should have begun from this Pasuk, where it talks about the mitzvah of Chidush, the first mitzvah of Shaina. This is the first mitzvah the Kaif was, was commanded. Since the Hamas, what about Gidan Asher, they were commanded by Yaakov Avinu, and Mitzvah Mila by Avram. So this is the Hamas, this is the first mitzvah that the whole nation was commanded. Whereas those were commanded to Yechidim, to single people. But <clears throat> this is the first mitzvah. So why do we start off this, the Torah with Brashas? Kashbahu feared that being that as the generations go on, there might wind up being an argument between the nations. The nations are going to say that the world that the Jews took away the land from from, from the nations. And that came uh, this haftach, or this this guarantee, to be shown to the world that Klal Yisrael, that Akash Bochu owns the world. He was the creator of the world. Everything was his, and he decided to give it over to Klal Yisrael. That there wouldn't be any any claims against Klal Yisrael. But Zayin and Nasan Lehem was with his will that he gave it to them. With Zayin and Nachlem Lehem with the son It was his will that he gave it to the nations, and it was with his will, Hashem's will. But take it from them and give it to Klai Yisrael. And therefore, Klai Yisrael wouldn't have any claim against them. But the first mitzvah is the mitzvah of Zelachem. Now, why is this mitzvah so special that this winds up being the first mitzvah? And what's the pshat Chedish Zelachem to you? So the Sfarnai says like this Chedish Zelachem Rish Kadoshim. From now and onwards, you are Chadashim Shalachem. 
Until now, the months weren't yours. From now on onwards, the months will be yours. To do as you wish. But during the Shebud, so then those days were not yours. You were, you were, you were, under, you were slaves. Your, your time was bound to other people. Your time was someone else's time. This is going to be the first point where you're going to feel that the months are yours, that you're free to do what your avayda, what you need to do, and not to be bound to the mitzvah. Here is where it's going to start your ability to be able to choose what you want to be able to do, what you know is right to be done. Right, and not to be bound to the slavery of the mitzvah. Now, the argument I go wants to say maybe there's something a little bit more, maybe there's a deeper meaning behind what the Sfarni wants to say. It's not just the fact that now you're free to do whatever you want. That's not the, that's not really the only thing that's come to tell you that now you're free to do what you want until you're bound to other people. Now you're free to do what you want, know it's right, and it has to be done. But a different a different aspect. And the truth is, is that the secret for this part of the Ogedayo really lies in a, in a medrash. Right? In Pasha Shmais, uh, when the Pasha tells us about Bayaka Melech that there was a new king that took over in Mitzrayim. And he made new gzeris, he made new decrees against the Jews. Rabbanon Piskan Piskal Haikra. The Rabbanon opened up to Darshan about this Pasik, which was a new king, barring what the Pasik talks about in Hosea. And Hosea discusses with Klai Yisrael uh, rebelled against Hashem. Hashem Bagdu, Kibanim Zarm Yoladu, that you rebelled against Hashem because you had children which were not not Jewish, you children are not Jewish. Now the month, Rashi tells us the month of Av, which <coughs> brings us Tsaris many times in history, will come and eat up your chalik and you will lose that chalik. Now here the Bedrish wants to say that this maybe is not only talking about what happened in the time of 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 the of the Gullus, but it was talking about in Mitzrayim as well. Continues the Medrash, the Lamedcha, this Pasuk is coming to teach us, When the Pasuk says that they rebelled against Hashem and had different children, so the Medrash tells us this is also referring to the time when they were in Mitzrayim, where Klai Yisrael decided not to do Bris Mila anymore. Amru, they said to themselves, let us look exactly like the Mitzrayim. Here we learn that when Maish Rabbeinu took them out of Mitzrayim, he had to do Mila to all the to all the to all the Jews that, that were there in Mitzrayim because they weren't doing Mila anymore, right? And that's the pshat that you know uh, that the schus the Klaisol went out of Mitzrayim was the Dam Pesach and Dam Mila. We'll talk about it at a different time. The Kibbutz also came since they stopped doing Mila. Hashem changed the the Love that the Mitzvah had and the respect that the Mitzvah had 
to the Jews, and, they ch- and he changed their attitude to make it into sinner because they tried to be like them. And this was to fulfill that which it says in the Pasuk that we said before. Now the Chaydesh will eat up your Chaylek. What's the Chaydesh? Not like Rashi said over there, talking about the month of Av, of a Melech Chodesh. There'll be a new king. He's going to come and he's going to renew his decrees. Making believe that he never knew of Yosef and, and, and to decree things against God. Now the Ogdo asks, what does that mean by Yochum Melechadosh that he's going to be Mishadosh Yosef? He explains, the Kayach of Chaydesh, of Chadosh, and Chachus, that's something which is not in the world of the Mitzvah. Because the Kayach of Chachus and the Kayach of Chaydesh is something that was renewed by the Torah that the month works in a totally different way than the, than the nature of the world. The Chadashim of Klai Yisrael work in a totally different way than the, than the nature of the world. And even if through nature it would seem like the world should work one way, the Chadashim that, that were given to Klai Yisrael, the Rish Chaydesh, the Chidosh of Levana, change a different entity for, in the world for Klai Yisrael that were beyond nature. And he explained that from different places where we see that even though based on the natural days, natural months, certain things should happen. But when you go with the calendar of Kal Yisrael, you can be above nature. And therefore, asks on the Medrash, how could it be, how could it be that that, that uh, Mitzrayim, Melch of Mitzrayim, is using the Kayach of Ischachus, that's the Kayach of Kal Yisrael. So he explains that that's the Pshat and the Pasach. If you don't use, if we don't use our kayach v'schachus for us, and that's what Klai will have to do, and we try to be like them and to go and to connect ourselves to the world of teva, to the world of nature, so then, then the mitzvim had the kayach to be able to take away from us that kayach v'schachus, and that's why Pyre was able to make new zeres to put on that kayach v'schachus, and that was the whole idea of the kula coming out from Mitzrayim for us to be able to get back that kayach v'schachus. So therefore, the beginning of the Geula was because the whole idea of Ischachos is that we're not bound to time and nature. We're working with a different time zone, the time zone of the Torah. And therefore, even if, let's say, the natural world tells us that something can't work out, but when we live our life with the Torah, then we have we have a totally different a totally different siyat of the Shemaya, a totally different totally different um, a mechanism of how things work. And sometimes when things just don't seem shy to us, right? Naturally, we have to just know and be miming the terror that will work. Of course, a person should do something dangerous. Now, I'll try to illustrate this point. I'll tell you a personal story that happened to me about 20 years ago. I was learning in Kailal in Yeshiva, <coughs> and Baruch Hashem, as my family was growing, um, we had a lot of Seattle the Shemayim, and of course, Baruch took care of us very nicely. But sometimes things would get a little bit challenging, trying to figure out how to, you know, make make ends meet. And Baruch uh, Hashem, like we said, Shemayim is chasem, Baruch Hu, all the types of Nisim that came our way. 
But you know, you get Kalil check and get it at the beginning of the month, and then you got the, the usually on Rosh Chodesh as long as the Kalil was was on time. When we get close to the end of the month, sometimes things would be a little bit tight, you know, to, to figure things out. But Hashem, we had money, we just, you know, we just, you know, did, uh, wasn't as free as we would like like to have been. And I remember it was close to Rosh Chodesh, and then I. I happened to put my hand in my pocket and I pulled out $200 that I had from nicer money. And for a minute I said to myself, you know what, it's almost Rosh Chodesh, maybe I should change this. And I'm getting paid soon, I'll give it back. It was like for half a second. And then I stopped myself right in my tracks. And I said, this money's not mine. This money is nicer money. In fact, I'm taking this nicer money right now and I'm going to divide it up into four fifties and I'm going to give it away to, to proper causes right away, which is exactly what I did changed it. And I gave it to four causes. And I went off to Yeshiva without anything in my pocket. Now, I didn't really need money when I was going to Yeshiva. The man that took me back and forth was paid monthly, and I didn't need to pay bus fare. In Yeshiva, Baruch Hashem, I was able to eat in Yeshiva. I didn't really need money with me. So I went to Yeshiva. Okay. When we went for the rest of the day in Yeshiva, all of a sudden, in the middle of the day, I got called into the office. And I, my lady says to me, you know, a funny thing happened today. Somebody came into my office today and uh, and told me that he wants to be able to help a younger man, a fellow younger man that's learning in yeshiva. And he gave me a certain amount of money. And I was thinking who I wanted to give this over to. And I decided, you know what, I think it would be good for me to give it to you. And I said, I'm supposed to take this? I should take this? He goes, listen, you know, you have a, you have a family, Baruch Hashem. And it, you know, you know, it's Ashkacha that it was sent towards your direction. Yeah, take it. I took the envelope, I put it into my pocket. I walked outside, I went back to my seat. Later on in the afternoon, I went out to excuse myself. I went outside, and when I touched my jacket, all of a sudden I felt the envelope. So I oh, that's right, there's this envelope over here. I took the envelope. And I opened it up, and I was shocked with what I saw inside. Inside the envelope was a thousand dollars. I did much better than the two hundred that I started off with in the beginning. Now it doesn't always happen like that. But all of a sudden, later on in the day, you see the little kiss that you get from Hakadosh Baruch Hu like that. Sometimes it could be some type of a discount you get someplace, some type of. A of, a, of a opportunity that opens up, a person has to keep their eyes open to be able to see the siyat of the shmaya. But when 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 I looked at you know the two hundred dollars and what I needed for my home at the time, right, it just seemed so clear. Listen, what should I tell you? I know there's a mitzvah vice, I know it has to be done, and 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 you have to you know, but 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 I have to. But how am I going to pay this? What am I going to do for that? The answer is we don't do things irresponsibly. But we also don't do things dishonestly. And if we believe in the Torah and we see the Torah and we know that the Torah has its track record over and over and over again through, through, through all the Torahs of seeing where when a person follows his, his life with the Torah and directs his life with the Torah that is the way that he's able to come to a clarity and connect himself to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and that's Gula. 
That's the Chodesh Zelachem. That now you will have the opportunity, now that you're not bound to nature, you're Lachem. It's the Klaius, it's Klaius, so it's different, <coughs> different wavelengths. The wavelength of the Torah. And that was the beginning of the Torah. The beginning of going out of Mitzrayim was to get us out of that Hanhaga, that custom of keeping ourselves always bound to the worries of, of nature. Like I said before, doesn't mean that a person of Hasbashalom has to do anything irresponsible. A person has to be responsible. But sometimes when we don't know, how can I do this thing? The Torah says, like, what should I do? But, you know, how's that? We have to understand that, that the Torah has a different wavelength. Hashem, we should all be able to build that amuna in our, <coughs> in our trust in the Torah, in our, in our, in our trust in the Torah, and to bring us to higher and higher places in our connection to Hashem, and to bring us to bigger and better places. Everyone should have a wonderful Shabbos. And cold.